1: Uh, make sure to check them out please leave us a review at apple podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts please make sure to follow the show that way you'll know when a new one comes out it's truly appreciated all right let's uh, kick off today's show hey guys uh we've got a special guest this afternoon we've got tony Pauline with us tony want to say hello thanks for having me oh you're more than welcome and we've also got lewis argoni
0: hello 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 doll fans Good to have you, Tony. Thank um, you. Very, very excited about hearing what you have to
2: say about our, our fins here.
1: So you're heading out to the Combine this afternoon. Uh, what's, what's your agenda at the Combine?
2: I guess I'll find out when I get out there. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, a little bit unusual this year because sure. there's no agent meeting. So, I mean, obviously, we'll be hopefully breaking some news. We'll be previewing the uh, the positions and who I'm hearing is actually doing very well. there would be a a lot of stories, a lot of content at the Pro Football Network.
1: Cool. Uh, Now, you know, Miami has several needs, most of them on offense. Um, Are there any tackles or or centers or wide receivers that we should be looking at? Well, I I mean, they obviously don't draft until, you know, late in
2: the first round and they got some extra picks. So, I, I mean, I think they're in a good spot. I think when you get to the bottom half of round one, there should be a good receiver there. I think of a guy like Jahan Dotson of Penn State is available to him, I think he would be an outstanding choice. He's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but he's just an outstanding pass catcher, a real polished receiver. You know, you get into uh, day two. Uh, John Mechie is going to be available, but he, John Mechie of Alabama may not be ready for a while because of the, uh, the knee injury that he suffered. Uh, right. I believe it was in the SEC title game. Uh, later on, Charleston Rambo of Miami, right down the road from where the Hurricanes play. That's a uh, from where the Dolphins play. I think that's someone else to consider. Uh, I think it's all, they'll also have the opportunity to draft some uh, decent tackles. It's a very rich tackle class. If they want an upgrade at left tackle, Nicholas Petit Frere of Ohio State. I think Pitt fits perfectly in the bottom half of the very, very last few uh, selections of uh, of round one. You know, day two, you're looking at Rasheed Walker, Penn State, Abraham Lucas of Washington State, Tyler Smith of Tulsa. Those guys, or uh, Rasheed Walker and Tyler Smith, have got a lot of upside, but they may need some time before they're NFL ready. Lucas is a good player, but he's solely a right tackle prospect.
1: Right. Well, we could use a right tackle, so that's not the worst thing in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need a right tackle. Jesse Davis is, you know, He he struggles game in and game out. So we absolutely need a right tackle as well. I mean, we need offensive line help, period. I mean, that's the bottom line, even at the center position.
2: Uh, Center is – it's a bit thin. So if you want a center, you better grab him early. I don't think Tyler Lindenbaum's is going to be available for them. The kid from Iowa at the uh, bottom half of round one. I I think he's still – I think he's overrated and he's going to get drafted – Later than people expect, but still, I think he'll be gone before the uh, Dolphins are called to the clock. After Mm -hmm. that, Cameron Juergens of Nebraska is a real good center. I I, I take Cameron Juergens in the third round before spending a first-round pick on Tyler Lindebaum. It's more a function of how much I think Lindebaum is overrated and Cameron Juergens underrated. You know, After that, you're looking at late-round picks. Luke Fortner of Kentucky, uh, who's an athletic guy, moved in from guard, had a real good season. Dylan Parnum. Of Memphis, who is a zone blocking guy who had a solid uh, career at Memphis, played center at, uh, at the Senior Bowl, did very well except for that one play during the game when he got basically pushed back into the pocket by Travis Jones and <laughs> helped make the tackle. But it's not a real good
1: year at center. Tony, if you're looking to install a West Coast offense, which I think the Dolphins are, uh, are there any sleeper running backs you might pick in the mid-draft area that you think will come in and uh, be able to produce?
2: I mean, there are a lot of uh, third-down type backs. I, I think uh, this is the day and age where you're not looking for you know one single guy. A uh, Snoop uh, Pierre Strong out of South Dakota State, who's going to be at the combine, who I think is ridiculously underrated. You're looking at the fifth round. He's a guy who's A strong interior ball carrier. He can turn the corner. He's an exceptional pass catcher out of the backfield. Ty Chandler of North Carolina. Keontae Ingram of uh, USC. People may remember he had some great success early in his college career at Texas. Moved over to USC. Was kind of up and down, but he's he's really done well in the post-draft process. Had a real good uh, three days of practice uh, at the Shrine game. I expect him to test well. Another day three guy to keep an eye on, Tristan Ebner. Of uh Baylor, sort of a debo Samuel type of guy, in the sense that you can use him all over the place, uh, solid running back, not the biggest guy in the world, not an interior back, but an exceptional
1: pass catcher. Gotcha. One more question for me, and that was we need a thumper at middle linebacker or inside linebacker, I should say uh do you think there are going to be any people like that available, say, in the third, fourth round?
2: Well, if you're looking at day two, you're looking at a guy like Chad Muma of Wyoming, uh, who is a big, tough, punch-in-the-mouth type of guy. He's not great in coverage, uh, but really, when you're looking at a linebacker who plays in the box or up the field, uh, Muma is that guy. Same thing with Darian Beavers of Cincinnati, 6'4", 252 pounds. Probably isn't going to run super fast, but he plays much faster. Uh, really exceptional making plays up the field versus uh, going in reverse.
1: Right. Yeah, that's really what you're looking for. I and mean, we have a Landon Roberts now, but he's he's uh, uh, injured and, you know, he's just not producing as much as you might like. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a position they probably want to upgrade. What are you thinking, Lou?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, we need upgrades in a lot of different positions. Um, you know, so the linebacker position, we're not very deep uh the guys that we have that back up you know they're 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 not very good you know plain and simple i mean we're very very thin at the linebacker position so yeah that'd be interesting but uh i had a couple questions for you as well tony so you know as an outsider not being adult you're not a dolphin fan i'm sure right uh, there's not. not many of us out there so Uh, anymore I mean we used to have a big big fan base and it seems to be dwindling Um, with that being said you know you're an outsider looking in at the Dolphin organization Uh, how would you rate you
2: know Greer it's sort of a two-edged sword in the sense that you know you have to look beyond the players and you have to look at the coaching and the player development you know everyone says well you know they didn't draft well Is it that they weren't drafting good players or they just couldn't develop the players that they drafted? Uh, Obviously, you know, the proof is in the pudding and and that is in in the uh, wins and losses. And they haven't done that good. They haven't done as well as expected. They're going through another coaching change now. I, I think this next coaching change or the new coach will see if it's really the players or it's the lack of player development. Uh, you know, I mean, Brian Flores came off the Bill Belichick tree and Bill Belichick for the longest time, except for Tom Brady and a few players here and there, some exceptional left tackles, I mean, wasn't known for a guy that developed the draft picks. He was a guy who was able to pull, uh, players that were, you know, thrown on the scrap heap. Uh, By other teams, pull them off that scrap heap and really squeeze every possible last ounce of ability out of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll have to see. I I mean, uh, obviously it, it comes down to wins and losses, but the draft is a lot more than just, you know, selecting the right player or the wrong player. It's selecting that player, that prospect, and then developing him. Dolphins have not done a real good job of it. I mean, really, except for the Buffalo Bills, you know, you look at the New York Jets in in that division. What an awful job they've done it. You know, the Patriots have been up and down. And even the Bills up until the last couple of years had not done a good job of it. So uh, that is, that'll be interesting to see what happens with the new coaching staff. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we
0: look at it in regard to, and I mean, Greer's been around. I said the last five or six years, but. Yeah, you know, he's been in the organization for quite a while and I mean, star power wise, if you look at the Dolphin organization over the last 15 years, there's very few guys you can honestly say say are stars. You know, you look around other teams in the NFL and there's guys that have come and gone over and over again on other teams and you look at us and you really have a hard time trying to find anybody that you you know you're thrilled with in regard to that type of situation. I mean, we have X Man, who's an outstanding player. Past him, you know, we have average players for the most part, and that's the way it's been for a long time here. Um, you know, when you look around the NFL, you know, a few stars on your club can really carry you a long way in regards to wins and losses, and you know, up to this point, you know, they've struggled to get that type of player here year in and year out. So, you know, I, I think it's a combination of things, and I totally agree with you in regard to the player development as well. You know, we've had so many coaching changes and so many different philosophies. So, you know, I know that factors in. Especially on the offensive line. Yeah.
2: It, well, I mean, they, they traded Tunzel uh, and, you know, you, you figured when they selected Tunzel, where they got him, when he did, when Tannebaum was there, he was going to be a stalwart at left tackle. They decided to go a, in a different direction. And you know now you've got the issues on the offensive line, yeah. right?
0: Exactly, and you know passing up of a few decent offensive linemen, I think in last year's draft was a mistake as well. You know um, they had opportunities there. You know between um, Sewell and and Slater, and um, you know they went a different route there as well. So you know, I mean, you know we we question you know what Greer has done here, especially you know when you draft a, a kid like Tua you know, a guy that's coming off of injuries, he's not very big, they haven't really surrounded him with the type of guys you would like them to surround him, you know, that surround him with, you know, I mean, it just hasn't been, it, the philosophy just didn't make sense in drafting Tua, and um that's going to lead me into my next question in regard to quarterbacks. Now, you know, we're kind of like, um, you know, we're questioning Tua right now at this point and and his actual physical attributes that he brings to the NFL level. Um, Is there a quarterback that you can see the Dolphins may be looking at, not so much in the first round, but maybe later in the draft, that could be a real pleasant surprise as far as development is concerned? Because Mills In the third round, the kid that Houston got seemed to do very, very well for them. I mean, he looked pretty good, and they they picked him up in the third round. So do you see anybody
2: comparable to that this year? Well, I I mean, the thing about uh, Davis Mills that a lot of people don't realize is, you know, prior to the 2020 season, he was highly regarded by scouts. Scouts Mm -hmm. had told me that if he had the season that was expected, he could be a top 15 pick. Didn't play that well. The entire Stanford program has been going in reverse the past couple of years. So it wasn't like Davis Mills came out of nowhere. I think a lot of people were surprised when he entered the draft. I I mean, if there is a guy that probably fits that system, who I think people are underrating, someone that you can get, you know, in day two, you may be able to get him in day three. I may have him overrated. That would be Caleb Ellaby of Western Michigan. Uh I mean he's a smaller guy but he's a smart guy. I've gotten to meet him personally and he's a real personable guy. He's got a good arm. I mean when he's on his game he carried that Western Michigan team. He actually played very well early in the season in the beginning of the game against Michigan <clears throat> but it is just that you know Michigan eventually just uh, overran uh, uh their interstate rivals. But I think is a guy that you know you can get later on in the draft maybe third round, maybe fourth or fifth round. And if he's coached properly, I think he can give you some good returns. B will be at the Combine uh, throwing this week. Cool. Okay. Very cool. All, All right. right.
1: My, my last question for you, Tony. Uh, if somebody wanted to do what you do, how would you recommend that they get into it?
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's actually easier now with the internet than when I got into it. I mean, uh, you just got to put your stuff out there and uh, – You know, if you have good stuff, you know, people will catch latch on to you. I I mean, the reason I was able to get to the point where I am now is I was able to formulate my own opinion because I was a a film junkie. I mean, I watched three to four games, if not more, a day literally from May uh, through April. So uh, and when people ask me about my opinions on players they know that those are my opinions. I'm not just regurgitating what someone else said. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you you got to do the little, it's more than just watching games on Saturday. It's more than just watching YouTube highlights. I mean, you've got to be dedicated to watching, you know, several games a day, almost year round uh, to really, and, and you've got to do it for these players, you know, for a number of years. I mean, you know, you can't, I think people get too tied up and too caught up in what they saw you know, the season before a guy was drafted. You got to look at a guy's entire body of work uh, and then make your opinion based on that.
0: Tony, with that being said, um, are, are you still watching, you know, the games at the NFL level? I'm sure you are, right? You know, once the guys come into the NFL, are you just... Been, not as
2: much, know? no, not really. I, not I, I mean, much. I really have to ask other people, you know, how is this guy done because of the fact that there's only so many hours in the day. And so... Right, exactly. <laughs> if you're watching three, four, five, six college games a day, there's you know, you, there's only so much time to watch, you know, NFL football on Sunday. Or really what happens with me is, uh, I, I watch college football on Saturday for almost 12 hours. And mm-hmm. on Sunday, I'm kind of beat, you know, and uh, right. <laughs> you, you, you got to do other things. So I, do, I really don't follow as closely as I should. And I really, you know, turn to other people to find out how they've done. And Good. if they do doing as well as I had hoped, then I got a smile on my face. If not, then, uh, you know, I, I figure I I screwed up.
0: Yeah, because. Uh, I was going to ask you in regard to Tua, you know, what your thoughts were. You know, if you saw any type of difference, you know, obviously from the college level to the pro level, because you know what we've seen out of him at 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 the pro level. You know, we, he's got a lot of shortcomings, and you know, coming out of college, you know, he he came you know highly praised, and we're just not seeing that at this level. So you know, I just wanted to ask you what you may have thought.
2: The problem. Were- the problem with Tua is. He was going to be a very tough guy to scout because he had so much talent around him. Right. He had so much talent blocking for him. So you know, you you really didn't know what you were going to get until he was in that. As my phone goes off in the background, uh, <laughs> you really didn't know what was going to happen and what you were going to get because he wasn't going to have that sort of uh, talent uh, in him. the NFL. A- right. And then, of course, as you pointed out, there was the injury situation. There was the injury factor. So. Uh, you know, it could have gone either way with Tua, you know, look at it half glass full or half glass empty. And I think it's been the latter since, uh, you know, he's entered the NFL. The big issue with him was always going to be the, the injuries. You know, he was really good when he was on the field at Alabama, but he wasn't always on the field. And, you know, you can't help a guy, a guy can't help a team when he's on the sidelines.
0: Yes. Gotcha. Absolutely. All right.
1: All right, Tony, I uh, appreciate you taking a few minutes with us today. I'd love to get you back before the draft sometime. Uh, I think we can do that.
2: Well, shoot me an email. We'll see what happens. All right.
1: <laughs> S-
0: sounds fair. Tony, right. thanks so much. We really appreciated it and uh, enjoyed it, and uh, have fun down there. It should be a lot of fun for you. That's, it's that time it's, of year, right?
2: Yeah. It, well, it's always that time of year for me. <laughs> I, I mean, like I said, I start watching film in, in May, so it's always that time for me. It's, right. And the Combine's a lot different than what it was, but we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Very good. Have a good
2: time. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks again. again.
1: Sports fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NBA is too good to pass up. I'm talking between-the-legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If a sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibited, minimum $5 deposit, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN red line, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877 8 hope New York. That's H O P E N Y or text Hope New York 467-369. All right, so uh there was a report today that said that the uh, Dolphins have tried or had tried to lure the New Orleans coach Sean Payton in and uh Tom Brady. Now we know the Tom Brady thing cuz we we've, we've talked about that already. Uh but uh evidently they couldn't do it. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any?
0: <laughs> yeah, my thoughts are they they're smart guys, both of them. You know, uh-huh. for not coming here, right? <laughs> I mean, Brady <laughs> I mean, Brady the last thing he wants to do is, you know, go out on a sour note, right? And the Dolphins, you know, defensively are in a position to, you know, to compete on the offensive side. I mean, do you really <laughs> think that he wants to go through no, what you know, what Tua and, and Brissett went through last year, and Fitzpatrick the year before, not at his age, no. no, can't do it. I mean, I think that if it was a little better situation for him, I think he he would have been much more inclined. But again, Brady's a smart guy, you know. When he went to Tampa, they brought all those veterans in. I mean, it was a very smart move. They had a real good receiving core in place, and he knew that, you know. And they had a solid team in place at that point. Um, you know, in regard to Peyton, it's, you know, it's kind of like the same situation. You know, I think that, you know, eventually he's going to wind up back in New Orleans. I think he just wanted to step away from it. I I wouldn't want, Mike, I've said it over and over again, you know, it's a good situation for our head coach that's here right now. You know, um, I like the fact that they went with a young guy. I think that, um you know, the veteran guys were kind of swaying away from this situation, um, because of, you know, what, what they're dealing with in the front office as well. I mean, you know, that's a factor. I mean, you're dealing with, you know, two guys that, you know, just can't seem to get it together in one way, you know, in one way or another, you know, there's, there's all this controversy and all these questions in regard to what we did and what we didn't do in regard to the Flores situation. And, um, you know that that's that's one of many issues with coming to this ball club, so um you know they're they're smart guys. That's all I could
1: tell you about that. They're smart, well, they've both been around forever I mean they yeah. know you know they know <laughs> i mean why would you why
0: would you you know at this point you know um
1: i, I don't want to trash a team, but I mean you know you you look at it and and you've got an offense that that does not have a lot of talent, so uh, you've right. got waddle and that's about it. And maybe one or two of the linemen work out and become good players. We'll see,
0: Mike. You know the other thing that we've got to you know factor into this whole thing is is that you know if two is reading this, you know what is he thinking of this? You know that my God, you guys are now trying to bring in a forty. What is how old is Brady now? Forty what four? I, I, I don't. Three? Know. I don't even know. It's, I'm not sure myself. The point is, is that you know you're looking. You know if if these reports are in fact true you know what is that telling you about what their thought process is with Tua? if you're bringing a 40 something year old guy i mean i can understand the russell wilson right um you know who's who's got years ahead of him but i mean how many years does brady have left in him maybe a year or two at the most i mean so i mean you know that's that's interesting who knows with that guy you know you (laughs) right you don't know right yeah (laughs) with that guy yeah that guy (laughs) <laughs> that guy, yeah, he is—he is that guy. I will tell you that much.
1: He led the league in passing last year, didn't
0: he? I think so. I mean, yeah, he, I think he, so too. He's still playing it, at a very high level. Crazy, no just it crazy. Is. But you know, I mean, you know, it just goes back to you know the this whole situation. I mean, you know, let's let's see what happens. Um, you know, going forward. Um, you know, the talk around our team is is going to be. Or Tua plain and simple and it, and it will be leading up to the season. I mean, anytime you talk football with people that even aren't Dolphin fans, it's, you know, it's always, you know, the questions that I always get is, you know, it's about Tua. And I'm the same way. Whenever I speak to ex-players, whether they're ex-Dolphins or ex- Buffalo Bills or wh- whatever the case may be, baseball players. So you on don't and talk so to forth. Buffalo
1: Bills, do you?
0: Sport fans, yeah. yeah you know, I mean, I mean, Mike, we don't. You know, when it comes to business, you know, you got you got it. You know, you got
1: to suck it up, I guess. huh?
0: yes, exactly. You can't. You know, you can't discriminate when it comes to you know <laughs> to business. You know, you gotta you gotta compromise yourself once in a while. But anyway, Wait,
1: well, hold on. Speaking of business, you got a show coming up. Why don't you tell the people about it?
0: Yeah, so April twenty third, and that that was great, Mike. I'm glad you you know you plug you plug that in right here. So April twenty third, we've got Bob Greasy and Javon Holland coming in to do some autograph signings. Um, you know it's uh here in West Palm Beach, and uh, Mike, you know if, if just ask Mike for the information through what is it, Mike? Uh, the Facebook page, Twitter. What oh, Mikey boy at Twitter. Oh, Mikey boy at Twitter and uh, he can send you the flyer for the show doc gooden's going to be there as well the ex-met and there's a few other uh players coming in as well but the guys that on this show we're concerned with are of course javon holland and uh, hall of famer bob greasy so again that's april 23rd it's a couple months away anybody who lives in florida um you know make your way up here it's going to be a great show it'll be a fun time um you know, take picture with with the guys, you know, get autographs, so on and so forth. And uh, if you can't make it, you can always mail your items in or order items. So, anyway, go ahead back to business, there, Mike.
1: All right, so uh, it's not really back to business; it's it's really business. We're, got, we're I want you to talk about DraftKings. Uh, I I know you play their fantasy contests. How do you find them? So we're plugging,
0: we're we're doing the pluggies. Yep. Okay. Explain
1: to the people why they should be interested in DraftKings.
0: DraftKings is, listen, you know, you can go extreme and you can go, I mean, very, very small. I mean, you can, there are uh, contests that you can join for $3 and you can win decent money in those $3 uh, contests. So, you know, you need to go on, go in, navigate around, and, um, you know, you can pick. Different ways of going about it. You pick. It's just like fantasy football. Anybody who's familiar with that, you pick certain players from every team. You have a certain amount of money to spend, and it is a lot of fun. It keeps you interested in other games other than the
1: dolphin right. games. Well, on now it's, bas- it's basketball season, so it's basketball
0: yeah. season, right? Same thing with basketball. You pick. You know, I think it's five starters. You know, at the different positions, you have a certain amount of money. And, you know, like I said, you know, you can go big or go small. And it is really a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. Any sport, you know, basically they have on there. Check it out. I mean, it's, it's a great site and there's a ton of different options. And it's very easy to navigate around as well.
1: And you get paid right away. No issues with the money.
0: No issues whatsoever. I mean, you have a PayPal account. The money can go you can basically um, put money in your account on DraftKings, you know, through PayPal, and the money gets put right in the PayPal account when you win. Anytime I win, the money's there. You got the credit. You're good to go. You know, you can play. I mean, if you hit early on, you can play with their money the rest of the year. That's basically what I did um, this whole football season. Um, you know, awesome. I basically played with their money after the first couple of weeks. So very, very good stuff.
1: All right, Lewis. Uh... Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm glad we got Tony on. He was pretty informative. I enjoyed that. Wish yeah. he could have wished he could have stayed a little longer, but he had he had a Buffalo podcast to do, and then he's heading out to the combine, so he didn't have a lot of time this afternoon.
0: Yeah, we had we had. I had a few more questions for him, but hopefully before the draft we get him back on. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed his insight in regard to the questions that you were asking, and then the few that I asked as well. Um uh, when are we coming back, Mike?
1: Oh, I'm sure we'll be back next week to talk about the combine and whatever else we can think of.
0: Very good. So no more shows this week. You know, we're going to miss Daniel again for another week. Correct. Is that uh, what we're looking at?
1: I don't know. We'll see. L- we'll see. Let's see. Right. How, l- let's see how exciting the combine is. And then we'll know.
0: <laughs> All right. Sounds good to me.
1: All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening and, uh, fins up everybody. Fins up dolphins.